Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. Today on the show, we have Leif Hetland. He's the founder and president of Global Mission Awareness. He ministers globally, bringing an impartation of God's love, healing, and apostolic authority through a paradigm of kingdom family. A forerunner in modern-day missions, Leif has brought the gospel into some of the most spiritually dark areas of the world. Over one million names have been added to the Lamb's Book of Life through his ministry. He's authored numerous books, including his bestsellers, Seeing Through Heaven's Eyes, Called to Rain, Giant Slayers, and Healing the Orphan Spirit. Leif and his wife, Jennifer, reside just outside of Atlanta, where they continue to touch countless lives through their lives and ministry. Leif, it's an honor to have you here today. Oh, thank you so much, Matt, for having me. Yes, I just, I love your your heart. And, you know, I've, I've heard you speak several times and just appreciate how you just, you, you usher in the, the Holy Spirit's presence, just you, you bring the, the Father's love with you, and it, it really is tangible. So I, I appreciate who you are and what you carry. Now, thank you so much. I was so excited that last time we were together there in Birmingham, I think it was, and such a sweetness of his presence. I, I just love it. Well, it, it really was a, a powerful time. Um, you know, you, you actually, I know you prayed for a lot of people, but to, to minister alongside you as you're praying for those people, and, and one of those people was my daughter, and she got touched powerfully. She just turned 13 this past week. So for her to receive that baptism of love at 12 years old, it's absolutely something that, that will mark her for the rest of her life. So uh, grateful as a father uh, to somebody who carries the, the father's heart. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So talking about that, you know, you carry the father's love. You have such a strong anointing to introduce the father's love. How did you develop that? My story, and I'm kind of going to put a little bit framework on my background. When people even hear me talk, I do have an accent and I'm a true Southerner from the <laughs> Southwest part of Norway. And anyway, if you take me about 57 years back in time, when I was in my mother's womb, she ended up having a surgery right when she found out she was pregnant with me. And so she had some fear while she carried a baby. And the reason I'm putting that into perspective, because the opposite of fear is perfect love. And so even when I was in my mother's womb, it looks like the enemy was trying to attack me with fear. And uh, there's a connection with some of the things that I've been given based also based upon what the enemy has done. I was 12 years old and was an abuse and pain. Somebody tried to attack me and had some trauma and shame and guilt came in. So that was kind of a three years in my life. And as a result, I ended up as a prodigal son. Part of the reason I ended up as a prodigal son is I had a wrong view of God. I thought now because I have these issues in my life, he as a holy God couldn't handle some of that. So I didn't realize I'm the one that is turning away from him instead of him turning away from me. And as a prodigal son from I was 13, to I was 18. I went so far away from his love that you can be. I was a suicidal drug addict at the age of 18, weighed about 99 pounds. And I often tell people that was a, the glorious news was I met Jesus and he saved me and healed me and, and set me free. But I said the bad news is, well, I went from being a prodigal son to become a prodigal brother. 
And that's the one I've struggled with the most because now after what Jesus has done for me, I'm going to serve him. And that's what I did. I became a servant being out there just working for love because I didn't know how to do it from love. And I didn't know that the root issue in me was still based upon what I do, I will have, and that's how you become. And I didn't know it was the orphan heart and the orphan spirit. I even had a major encounter with the Holy Spirit that many people know when I met Dr. Randy Clark. He was not a doctor at the time. As a Baptist pastor, June 6, 1995, where I was actually have a baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire. And this Norwegian was transformed. And now, now you're just an orphan with power, with dynamites. <laughs> and if you're not careful, you're going to blow up things. So now you have all these gifts and power. And as a result of that, started a journey of going into some of the darkest places in the world. This is what I'm doing for God. But I didn't realize I still had some love deficiency in my life. And when you have love deficiency, you have God deficiency. And through my brokenness, both physically and emotionally and spiritually, I went to the next five years of journey where I was not able to do anything. And that's detrimental when you are a Norwegian Viking, when you are a high achiever, when your value system, I'm going to experiencing the father's love based upon what I'm doing for him. The prodigal brother tendency. I've been out here doing all these things and I'm sitting in a wheelchair. I've had a broken neck, broken back, body cap, this journey what I was doing around the world, I didn't know how much it was going to cost until eventually I lost, I was part of a mega church. It seemed like everything was breaking down. So I had a spiritual storm, an emotional storm, and a physical storm. And I still remember by the end of 99, I couldn't do anything, which was detrimental. But that was actually the best place I could ever be when I'm not able to do anything any longer. That's when this baptism of love came in. So I had the Jesus, I had the Holy Spirit. But the missing piece was I was on the way, but I didn't know the purpose when Jesus says, I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the light, was to bring us to the destination. And I never, I thought I was going to spend my lifetime on the way and never get home. I had a house, but I didn't have a home. I didn't have a place in the Father's presence. And that day, this liquid love, I was with a group of leaders in Florida, Papa Jack Taylor invited me. This liquid love was just coming over me. And I had read about D.L. Moody. I had read about Charles Finney. But I'd never experienced that myself when the father just came in and he took me back to that baby in the mother's womb and a 12 year old. And he went through my life and his love just waves and waves of love until I laid on the floor, just weeping and weeping. Mm -hmm. And then there was an audible voice from heaven that says, Leif, you're my and you're my beloved. You're my beloved son, not servant, not doctor, not anything else. You're my beloved son. I love you and I am well pleased with you when he said something something in the deep root of me just broke when he said i am well pleased i had done all these things to try to be pleasing to the father but i didn't realize he was already well pleased with me not because i was a servant or because i did something but all because of what jesus had done and something whom the sun set free is free indeed it started my journey towards freedom and suddenly i, went, I don't have to do anything any longer and i know that's scary to say I get to do a lot of things, but what I didn't realize that my value system with a father had to do with my identity as being a son. And out of that identity, I had intimacy with him. And all I do is what I see my father do. I say what I hear my father say, a son with a dove. That became my new identity <laughs> 22 years ago in December. So the dove of the Holy Spirit is resting upon me when I find my resting place in the Father's love. So it started the process of changing me and 
changing my marriage, changing my family. And I've been in the process ever since, but it also changed in how I was seeing the Muslim world or how I was seeing my enemies and how I was seeing even the political climate of what's going on in America. Everything changes when I got new lenses, when I got the eyes of love. So that was my starting point. I first received something. I went through the process to become it. And all now I do is I give away what I've received from him. And that's kind of how I live my life to rest, receive, become so I can release him to a world that desperately are looking for God that looks just like Jesus. Wow. I love that. And you can't give away something that you don't have. And when you fully understand how much you are loved, the father's love for you and how much he loves every single person on this planet. Then when we start to look at people through those eyes, those, those spiritual eyes, when they're open mm. and we, we look at people and, and say, Father, show me what they look like to you. Show me your heart for this person. And then we love the way that Jesus loves us. It, it really does change everything. So that is extremely powerful. So I know you've got plenty of examples of, you know, certainly you just shared your own, but uh, what are some of the examples that you've seen when the father's love comes in, how things start to shift in other people? I think just one practical example, actually, just Saturday, I was with a group of CEOs and I showed actually one other video that I like, but I, I was meeting with this Shia Muslim. He's actually, poli- I mean, a political leader, not so much of a religious leader, but definitely connected to 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 the religion of the Shia. And as I met with this group of Shia, I I just could realize it takes a lot of time for me as a Christian to win trust. But then I had a word of knowledge. That's Papa God just whispering to me through the Holy Spirit or something that was going on. That changes things a little bit. So eventually I knew this was not the setting because all these imams were sitting around this table. And uh, so I just invited him to come up to my hotel room. I had a big, nice suite because I bring in people to that room so I can use it as a ministry center. So he came up and, and I shared with him the word. And I was just showing to the CEO the little video of it because it's just very sweet. I said, now watch in two minutes, you can see this Shia Muslim come from totally hostility. You're an infidel to this person kissing me, hugging me. They wouldn't even touch me. And then he says, I will give my life for you. You are my brother. So if you take a radical Antifa, or if you're taking radical Shia Muslim, or I had Nazis, I could have story after story after story. I can talk about transvestite, transgender, every issue you can imagine. I have stories about the power of love, Uh, not so much the love of power, uh, but the power of love. And there's power in it. And to be able to see that person just literally being transformed in less than some two minutes. And now every day when I wake up, I can show you on my phone, there's a text with a picture from him every day from the Middle East. And that's just one out of many examples of individuals on my journey. And I meet people on this daily basis. But Jesus says in John 13, verse 34 to 35, as I have loved you. It's not just the great commandment is you love the Lord your God and you love your neighbors, you love yourself. But now he says there is actually another one. Let me add to that. As I have loved you, washing the feet of Judas, that is about to say, washing the feet also of Peter, that is about to betray you. As I have loved you, Matt, Leif, you're going to love one another. And that's how the world is going to see who we are, because we've learned how to love this way. And some people think that is weak, but I I love the lamb of Jesus. I used to learn how to be a lion. And we know that here in the deep south, we have all these us against them, lion, and we roar. Especially, I said, in the last couple of years, we we could see these roar of the lion, but without the lamb's heart. 
Well, in the book of Revelation, you'll find there's only one time it is lion. And that time it was that lion of tribe of Judah that overcame the seed of David. But then as I continue, look, I saw this lamb and this lamb had seven horns and seven eyes. It's actually describing a lamb seated on the throne. The eyes represents the wisdom and the horns full of love and full of power. It's full of love, the lamb, and then the wisdom and the power. That's ruling and reigning the universe. And he is still seated on the throne. It's when we've recognized that lamb and are beholding what we're beholding is what we become. So I know, I remember there was one person that I really struggled with. Six years, everywhere I went, he created stir and they wanted to kill me. He was from a very different, even Islamic ideology than some of the people I knew. And he hated infidels and especially people like me that he even felt some other Muslim was compromising talking to me. And I remember one day after, because he stirred up trouble and said, I have blasphemed a dear great prophet Muhammad, and which I hadn't done. And finally, God, I, I struggle with this person because I don't know what's next. It's kind of like a Paul story. And then I remember, oh, he's not the problem. You are. And I realized we don't have a darkness problem, but lack of light. And I am blaming darkness for being so dark and, uh, and for the evil being so evil. And, if, and then I just repented. And I said, how do I love him? the way that you love him. When I look at him, do you see the terrorist Saul or do you see the apostle Paul? Because mm. Jesus, you didn't treat people based upon their history, but their destiny. So when you saw something in terrorist Saul, when you visited him, you saw something different. Can you see that about this person? And it started, it was a journey. It was not immediately <laughs> that it was a journey. And one day, this very person, I heard a story. He shook my hand in an official meeting. And he had gone and washed and rubbed his hand. He washed them off because he had touched an unclean person, an infidel. And then later on in this meeting, he is there. He has broken his arm and he has a cast on. Hmm. This is in a room with high official imams sitting around. And in a moment, I just realized this was my moment. I walked over. You're not allowed to do it. But I went around, touched his cast. I said, in the name of Jesus. And you can hear. And he is one of my closest friends today. But something shifted. I had a very hand that he wouldn't touch me that was unclean. When, when something in me had changed, uh, change people bring change in people. Free people sets people free. The perfect love in us sets people free from the fear that is in them, whatever the hostility. And it's not always easy. I've had some people, it took 20 years. Other ones, it took two minutes. But in this journey, I have seen so much transformation, including this person. And if you had seen the video picture, now last time I came into that area, there says no Christian can go in. Now I'm riding. They first put me on a horse, this time on a camel. They're carrying us into this area with all these people and said, the ambassador of love have arrived. And here, this is what we maybe would call enemies. So when people say, well, you don't understand this group or that group. And well, I can describe some of the groups I've just been with. And the language of love is the language the blind eyes can see and the deaf ears can hear. I just need to learn how to practice it the way that Jesus was fluent. And he got to represent a father and he got to represent them where he touched the lepers, they become clean. Where he empowered women, there was hope, just the way that he lived in a love. And then he says, it's going to be better that I go away, Matt, because I'm going to send you someone. I'm going to actually live on your inside so that you're going to do the same things that I did and even greater things. <laughs> Can we start with the same thing, not that greater things? That's strategy. <laughs> so anyway, this has been a little bit of my journey. So there's so many stories, including one of the, uh, he is the top Muslim leader of the nation. I'm meeting him in New York. Just called me a few minutes ago. This Saturday, I'm flying up, just changing things around again. Why would they come and 
invite this beautiful infidel to coming in and, and be going to the mosque and going into the different setting? How did Joseph become a father to Pharaoh? How did a Daniel love this Nebuchadnezzar so much, the most evil men in the world that wanted to kill these guys and cast up a bit? How do you bring this teenager into the environment that changes the environment that led to the conversion of a Nebuchadnezzar? That's some good questions that I think that all of us wanted to learn to be ambassadors of love. So if you see right over here, that big golden plate, that's what it is, the International Peace Award by the president of Pakistan as an ambassador of love. And that was November 24th last year in Islamabad. And I'm not saying that to brag, I'm just talking about love is greater than fear. Yeah. Uh, light in us is greater than the darkness around us. I think it's just, uh, it's time for us again, just to get back to the identity of who we are so that uh, we can show whose we are. And as a result, this world around us, as I'm saying, I'm not saying it is easy, it's dark, there's a lot of challenges, but right in the middle of it, the rise and shine for your light has come. It's not just coming, it has come when you show up because the light is in you. Yes, yes, so powerful. Stay tuned. We'll have more Living Life on Purpose after we hear from one of our sponsors. Are you a business person that's hungry for more of the Holy Spirit at work? Partnering with God is what you were designed for. Experiencing God at work and being a blessing to the city that you live in is accessible to every believer. Hearing from God for your business and city shouldn't feel mysterious or inaccessible. Heaven and Business exists to give you access to the tools and training you need to equip you to grow with God in business and influence. Begin with our free trial and an online membership, then explore the events, community, and other resources. Check out heavenandbusiness.com today if this is what you're looking for, and I promise you won't be disappointed. And now, back to Living Life on Purpose with your host, Matt Wilson. The verse that you just referenced a couple of minutes ago, uh, the same things, if not greater, uh, that we will do You know, for anyone who believes. Uh, John 14, 12, that's, that's my life verse. And when the Lord highlighted that, it was like, wow, you know, we, anyone who believes can do the same, if not greater is Jesus. And that's Jesus speaking. So I'm going to take him at his word. Wow. That's so powerful. But, you know, he also says, if you do things in my name, essentially you don't know him, you don't have that love. Then he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. And so I think that that is, it is so important. There are people that are in the Christian faith today that, uh, well, this is what we should be doing. This is what we should be doing. And we can't do this and we can't do that. And we've got to do that. If we don't have love, we don't have anything. And there are people that are looking for Christians to love like Jesus loved. And they don't see that, which is why they want no part of Christianity because they see religious people, which is the people that Jesus opposed versus lay down lovers of Jesus who reflect his love in, in heart, in, in word, in deed. And I, I think that that is so important. And, you know, we, we talked about Dr. Clark a couple of minutes ago, and uh, he's obviously had a great impact on you. Uh, he's had a great impact on me. I got to go to Brazil with him last December, and I've, I've received impartation several times. Every time, it's it's been amazing. One time I got to hear that the two of you guys speak at the tent revival here to rise in Birmingham. And, uh, <laughs> but you just went to Brazil with him a couple of weeks ago. And um, so what did you guys, I'm going back with him in December. So 
Uh, what what did you guys see and and what did that look like? Definitely different than the Middle East, obviously. It, it was. And I was just with Randy a couple of days ago at the okay. Voice of the Apostle in Columbus, Ohio. But this was the Voice of the Apostle, Brazil. And it was so significant in so many different ways. Uh, one of the things that a lot, I mean, in one single meeting, we had over 1,000 healings in just one meeting. Wow. And I was thinking as a Baptist, I mean, uh, I I mean, I see more people during, in one meeting than I did my first 10 years of ministry in one meeting. Another one, it was 40 people that had medals in their body that thinks that it's impossible for you to do. None of us have seen the x-rays. We don't know if it was removed or but it is impossible with screws and metal implanted. 40 people just in one meeting thinks. And I was there with Randy, I can't remember, about 16, 17 years ago in Colorado. The first time we heard about such a thing. Later on, Randy did his doctorate degree on it. And now in one meeting. So in 10 years before we prayed and we didn't see anything. And then we got the first breakthrough. And now to see in just one meeting, you're seeing 40 people. Well, I think it was like 40 people that was deaf ears open. And so first you saw a lot of miracles. Another thing you see is Brazil is becoming this incredible, I think it's the greatest mission force in the world. And part of it is to honor Randy Clark because I've had the honor of going to Brazil for almost 20 years, but Randy has sown in there, both with his humility, but the church we were at is the biggest Baptist church in Brazil. So just the main campus has 30,000 and a couple of the other ones has 20 some thousand in there, in the same city, the same. So I was at several of their campuses. So they have over 50,000 there. But they started to share conservative Baptists. Imagine that in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> they started to see, wow, and experience the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And the pastors started to share the difference. And to see in this, me becoming, there was a Baptist pastor, went to Baptist college and seminary. Now being in the largest Baptist church in Brazil, to see in that passion, to see the glory, to see the presence, to see the faces of people extravagantly in love with Jesus Christ, the way they were worshiping him, what they were worshiping, they were becoming. And what they become is what they released. And then into the streets, everywhere they went, they had a fire, the flames of love, the flames of love. So the honor when I stood there released the baptism of love into that room. They just, all of them had such a desire to show the world a God that looks just like Jesus. And a lot of them had a father hunger. They wanted Papa. They wanted the father's blessing to unlock the destiny that was in their life. But it was such a joy, uh, as I'm saying, in so many different ways. But I think that the science wonders and miracles was one thing. But the presence that was there, the hunger that was still there, it's almost like, you guys, I mean, you have the best food in the world right now. And, but I don't see anywhere in the world where there's more hunger. So that it's almost like the better food you have, the more hunger you have. It's like you have this incredible extravagant table with all this food and all the fruit, but they were hungry for more. It's like they were so thirsty, they were drinking and rivers started to flow. So Matt, I mean, yeah, I, it did something. I'm going to be back again. I think it's a couple of times next year. And, uh, but it, it did something in me because one of my biggest dreams I had seen a million people coming to Jesus by 2013. So from this importation of Randy in 1995, this seed became a tree, but it took almost 18 years, broken neck, broken back, body cast, many other things in the journey. And my biggest desire now is to raise up a million sons and daughters of glory that will represent the Father, to be ambassadors of love, what God has called them to be. Mm. And they are full of love, full of power, and full of wisdom. What does that look like? So I've been dreaming of that. And when I saw that in Brazil, I realized that 
that's not, it's actually too little dream. I thought this dream is so big. It will never, I mean, that was in 2013. But when I saw that, I realized just four of the leaders that was there have over 2 million in discipleship just through four networks. Wow. And I realized my dream is too little. And I have to go back to God and start to dream with him and dream bigger dreams, which challenged me. Mm. Wow. So first of all, that's amazing. And in most of the, the million that, that you have led to Jesus, that has been throughout your travels in the Middle East. Uh, but now you're saying you want to raise up more than a million sons and daughters that are in love with Jesus. And would that be through the masterclass that you're doing or what, what would that look like? It, it is a starting point. I was looking, I'm looking for some love ambassador. I, I realized it took me about 27 years, but intentionally 20 years before a president recognized. But I'm looking for the Esthers, the Nehemiahs, the, I'm looking for the Daniels. And then I just, as we're looking at, you've been in meetings with me, and, but you don't know where do you invest and where do you spend? And I have had a dream having about 400 people that just can represent heaven on earth and be ambassador to represent the king in such a way, in governments, in different areas. But they are lamb on the inside, lion on the outside. That started my whole process that I took a thousand people then during the COVID and we actually put together this masterclass. The transformation in 12 weeks to take a seed of love to become a tree of love. Because many people, 90% of the people that receive an impartation of love in my meetings, they receive a seed, but they don't know what to do with a seed. They don't know how to prepare the soil and they don't know to go through the process to become love in their marriages or in their community. So I realized people were coming to me next. And now I had a time in 2020 to be able to take the time and asking the people that have been a seed, especially in the Philippines where I had 400 that I had already worked with. I said, what was the process? What was some of the thing from healing the orphan heart and the orphan spirit? To how, how do you get a new identity and the process now? How do you go from a son and daughter of blessing to become son and daughter of inheritance that can receive cities and nation connected to something? So I started to ask some of those questions. So we just tested it out first with some of my spiritual sons and daughter. And more and more came to me. And I'm like, I can't do this. This is too much. I need some time with my wife. And, and then God gave us a strategy. And I realized it's not people don't need just a master class. But they say, if you were to walk with us on this journey and take this 12-week journey, how to receive, then become so that you can release love. What would that 12-week journey? Can you do that in 12 weeks? And that's what we're experimenting. And the transformation that we heard. Then we did it for the first round. So this will be the third round on the fourth round in January. So at least now we have tested what is working, what isn't work, what is the testimony. But I can tell you, Matt, I, I wept when we were in Colorado. Heidi Baker was with us at a family gathering and, and she's there every year. But we had about 50 of the students that had just gone through the last 12 weeks. And I sat for two and a half hours with Paul Yada, who's the other instructor, the Filipino. And they described a testimony, the transformation in their life, uh, the transformation in their marriages. One of them it became a spiritual son who's a medical doctor, who was an emergency doctor. He has his own clinic. But how it changed him, his marriage, the nurse practitioner, his practice, how he does everything. Everything changed. And they started to create a whole different culture that is actually changing the culture, where the supernatural is actually becoming natural. And that gave me so much hope that I said, no, uh, because it was moments you're wondering, is this worth it, the price? Because it's not just that we are making this with high quality, but we're also live. So tomorrow I will be live there with them and coach them through it. We will question and answering time. 
But the biggest thing is like you and I do every week, we will have this digging question and getting things so that every week, 12 sessions on this journey of transformation. So it's been so life-giving for me now to see not just around America, but like just 12 nations right now, there's a group of people. And now when I go to Cuba in December, or I go to other places, I know, oh, there are some of those students. And some of them is like Gideon, they drink differently than I know there's crowds around Jesus, but I'm looking for the 72, the 12, the three, but I don't know who they are. So I invite the crowds. Would you like to go a little bit deeper into this? So when they get an appetizer, the people that are hungry, they're coming into the next process. And this was a beautiful way for me, including some of the ones that will be part and leading and ministering in Cuba are people that just on the side, they, they did a little side time thing while they were at work and they went through a 12 week journey, marriages going through it, staff, in churches going to business staff going to it together and the enjoyment to see some of the fruit of that, that has been worth everything. Wow. That's exciting. And so one thing that's awesome for our listeners, this masterclass, Leif has decided to allow a 25% discount. So a huge discount for you listeners. If you go to kingdom life blueprint.com. So www kingdomlifeblueprint.com. And then you put in the code, special discount code purpose, you receive 25% off of this masterclass. I think that's a lot of value. Thank you so much for offering that to our listeners. And and I'm going to look into it myself because 12 weeks is not a lot of time. 12 weeks, uh, you know, like you said, for those that are hungry, they will come and they will continue to grow and partake. And, and, you know, when you're receiving something that tastes really good, you do want more and more and more. And so you keep going deeper on the journey with the father's love. Uh, that is, that's extremely exciting. Yeah. And I think also uh, one of the, I would occur because you can have it on your app, on your phone, but the nice thing here, it's nice when you do the live, but even for me, sometimes I miss it. So I have an app on my phone. So I'm in Pakistan, I'm somewhere. And then I go, oh, there is that lesson. I feel a little like an orphan right now. That's lesson two. I go back to some of that, or the encounter. Right now, a little dry. I just need that encounter or lesson. Or we have these encounters together. And you get back to those memory stones. So you can carry that with you for life. So it's not just I go on a 12-week journey, but those tools that you have for 12 weeks, including the coaching and the tools you will get there is things also you can take with you for life. And that gives me enjoyment and you can give it to other people. So you multiply this and that's also fun. Well, I would highly encourage you listeners to go and check this out. Again, take advantage of the 25% discount and we will have in the the notes, we'll also have the ability for you to to click that link and go there. Life, it's been an honor to have you here today. I, I really appreciate, again, who you are your heart, your character, and just your vision and your mission to not just go and and see people meet Jesus, but also to disciple and continue to raise up more sons and daughters to to multiply, not just, you know, add to the kingdom. Thank you for the privilege and especially for you just to invite me to be part of your tribe and, and to be able to share with them a little bit of my story and my journey and mixing my special sauce with all of your special sauces that is out there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I appreciate everybody listening today. 
if this has just fired you up like it has me, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Living Life on Purpose, and then on Instagram, Living Life on Purpose Always. Share this with your friends. Comment, let people know uh, that are hurting because there are a lot of people that are hurting, uh, that there is encouragement available. His name is Jesus, and he loves you. He's for you. And I think that's a message that, that the world needs to hear today. So thank you for listening. We will catch you again in two weeks.